sat down just in time. You dick. And we're back. Again. hey If you've watched the pre-show, well, you've missed not a whole lot since then. No. Yeah. Just this guy showed up. Yeah, Lyndon showed up. He's here. Pop the cold. It was cold. Yeah, that's actually the whole reason I didn't ride today. It's because I knew it would be freezing on the way. Yeah. I didn't ride because I'm under orders to not ride on those tires anymore. Yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. Right? You know a guy. I do know a guy. You know a couple guys. I do. In fact, they can get you tires and change your tires. Well, I can do the tires myself. He's already said I could come over and do it. But oh, I need man. funding. Funding. Speaking of funding. Hey. <laughs> I love how we all look up at the guy with the corporate job. Hey, what's up? Just tuning in for the first time, all like half of you. Uh, well, we got- I'm Chris the Wingman. Hey, it's Daniel the Track Rat. There's Will. I'm Will. And Landon. Landon showed up. He's the monster guy. So if you saw the earlier version, it's his fault that his bathroom <laughs> looks like Christmas. It's yeah, like yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I asked him if it was like the Monster Mutant Christmas like box that he ran out of, or they got over ordered. It's all it's, it's, it's all his fault. fault. It's all your fault. Anyway, we'll drink it. Well, you're gonna I didn't have a chance to come to the shop, so ah. I wanted to bring it up for y'all. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right, I'm everybody that's ready. here, Brandon, Jonathan, Antoine, Andrew, Anthony, what up? What up? Like, we've got a bunch of people watching, which is awesome. kind of scary. Nice. I'm a little nervous. Uh, for those of you who are watching this live, even if you're just listening to this on the audio podcast, Share Wingman's Garage Share with all of your friends, please. Invite Damn people it. in. Dallas, quit texting me. I can't <laughs> answer you right now. See, he knows what you wrote on that blog post. He, oh, well, which one? All of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, share the podcast with everybody. Spread the word. Get more people on so that we can go and do better things. Puddin's here. Hey, what's going on, Pud? Without you, we would probably would have never been here with these guys. <laughs> yeah, we would know these guys. Well, I wouldn't know Will, but... No Miller Light. No, no Miller Light tonight. We're not at my house. No. Um, uh, this week, yeah, we we titled the episode "Claude and Ford." Yeah. Um, because the weather's finally starting to even out. It's, it, yeah. Kind of it's, even out in Tennessee weather is not really a word that you <laughs> two words that you put together. Right. It starts out great, and then by the evening comes, everyone gets off work. It's cold. Well, right. see, I asked the other day, like, who didn't, what doctor didn't let Tennessee's weather get, like, refill her medication? Because this is getting terrible. Like, she needs to get back on her crazy hours. I mean, where else can you be other than Tennessee to get all four seasons in one week? It's true. I wrote a, I wrote a letter to the weatherman. He's supposed to cut that shit out, but. <laughs> true. Bouget. He said it before. Bouget. Talent. What's up, baby? What's up, brother? Oh, uh, but yeah, so we've been fairly, we've had some warmer days. It's been warm. Been yeah. Some Incredibly weird storm. It's it's been fun though. The storms have been entertaining. I'm, I'm willing to bet they said that from Santa Cruz. I'm gonna get like why? Come on, Liza. Why do you gotta sit there? And, we don't want we we want you to share the warm weather, not that bullshit. Yeah, like for real. Yeah, love you, mean it, but come on. We get enough rain. 
the rep, you guys are the ones that needed it, not us. So look on Landon's face right now and set it all. It's like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> it's inside <laughs> joke. You'll, we'll tell you later. Like, like, you know, yes, yes. Send weather? No, I wish. God. Yeah, via UPS. That's why they suck. Really? Yeah. Where's your boys from Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, for real. Where's <laughs> that? still on the canoe. Another <laughs> paddle boarding. What are you talking about now? <laughs> all right, fine. Anyway. I can knew you would say that. Oh my god. Oh, I am not funny. drunk enough for that shit yet. Hang on. Lyndon's <laughs> leaving. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? That was a dad joke. What the hell? Five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Anyway. So, so anyway. Uh, realistically, there hasn't really been a whole lot of riding here recently. No. I mean, there have been a couple of really good days. Yeah. But I rode on one good day, and that was a Frustrated morning. So tell us about it. Oh, fuck. So, yeah. 160 horsepower on cold race takeoff or on cold race tires and cold tarmac and in paint doesn't really mix all that well. But luckily, the bike's okay. I was okay. It just kind of slid out from under me and didn't really scratch anything up. So I was good. Although it was kind of bad because when, when it slides out from under you on the road I was on, which is kind of a busy thoroughfare, and you jump up and you start waving. Luckily, nobody honked at me, because if somebody would have honked at me, I would have put it on the kickstand and knocked the mirror off. But, because at that moment in time, I was not a happy person at all. But luckily, it was just a scratched-up slider, and I had to readjust something. And it was, was, what, 40 degrees or something? It was about 50. 50. It wasn't that cold, but it was cold. Anyway, so... Were you going into the corner or coming out of the corner? I was actually coming out of the corner, even throttle in first gear. And it just went, soup. So I was like, I said a lot of words that... I can't say around my mother. So, yeah. And then the lady that passed me, after I got the bike up and took off, the lady that passed me, she kind of looked at me and kind of smiled a minute. I was like, I don't know why you're smiling at me, but that's kind of weird. But I'm not going to work. So, there's that. You know, you were actually the part of the reason why I didn't ride that day. Because I was getting all my gear on when I got a message from you saying what, you, what just happened. Yeah. Which... The night before, I found out one of my friends back home had also crashed. Oh, no. Dude, you could have, like... So, you know, number two, I'd be number three. I just wasn't going to be that guy. No. Well, yeah. This kind of sounds like a point that we made in a previous show. It is, yeah. what to do when the weather gets nice for the first couple of days. <laughs> yeah, yes. I was oh, definitely... Right. Look, I was a hypocrite, <laughs> and I, it bit me, and I will definitely take that as a, take that so, on the chin. An amendment to those rules that we... Uh, it's one of those... Up. If you're going to go out for the first ride of the season... Check everything. And do you have race tires? Tire warmers. I don't, well, I do have warmers. They would have probably helped you. Well, see, that would have to like put them on. I'd wake up at 5 in the morning and whatever. But I'll say this. Joe is here. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Joe? Joe? Cambo's here. Cambo. And if you live in Nashville and you ride and you don't know Cambo, <laughs> He's you don't ride all fixture. the time. Cambo is a fixture. Yeah. Cambo is. Well, do you. <laughs> Lyndon doesn't know Cambo. I just know these guys. Yeah, Lyndon doesn't know Cambo. You and Cambo ride in different circles. Cambo. Whatever reason, he's still a transplant. Here. He's still a transplant. Cambo is if if the sun is up, he's riding. He's riding. It doesn't matter what weather it is. Cam, I've seen Cambo show up at a party and it's thirty five degrees on his bike. I looked at him. I'm like, what are you doing? But anyway, Cambo, what's up, baby? Glad you're here. It's hardcore. He is hardcore. Warmers for street use. Yeah, that's gonna suck, Andrew. No. Anyway, sufficient. I think in your case, you probably. Need I probably them. needed them, but oh well. Yeah. Just throw them on the day before. They'll be perfect for the ride. That's just, then I gotta take them off, and then hopefully I unplug them. The way they don't burn themselves up. But How do you take off? They're just Velcro. 
Oh, really? They Velcro around one side and you're rolling around, and then when you get to the point where, hey, it's third call, you un-Velcro and just pull. Fair yeah. enough. It's not difficult. It's one of those things where it's... Does it go all the way underneath the front fender? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? It goes all the way around the front fender, and it actually, depending on the ones you get, it, they can encapsulate the entire wheel. So it keeps the wheel warm, too. So it contains the heat better. It keeps the tires hot. Because if it's yeah, that's wheelie. yes wheelie, so if because if the tarmac's cold and you drop the ask question, yeah, I know. So if the tarmac's cold and you drop it down off the stands, off the tire warmers, the cold tarmac's gonna suck the heat right out. Mm -hmm. So if the tire, if the wheel's hot, it kind of keeps it better, yeah. it keeps it warmer. So what uh, what temperature do you try to keep it, or is it just like it's high, low? it's low, mid, high, low, middle, high? And when you like when I the way I usually do it, you pull off the track, you throw them on, and you keep them low. Just to keep the temperature going, and then when you hear when it's like when you notice they've been going for a while, put it to medium, and then when you hear first call for your group, I'll put it on high, and then I'll check. Time. Sorry, I'm burping a lot. I've had a lot. I've had like I'm on number four, but after when you hear first call, you put them on high, and then you adjust the tire pressure down a little bit because it's going to put more pressure in there, and then you adjust it, and then you hear third call, yank the ball thing off. So. Cool. That's how you do tire warmers. Um, just so you what know. tire pressure? It uh, depends on the tire. If you're running like Dunlops, like I usually run the track, Dunlops really like being low. They like being hot. They like having low pressure. So you usually run cold temperatures. You usually run around 20 to 19. And then when it hits up, you kind of let it out and get about 21 to 23 because they'll stay hot that way. And then they, oh God, they grip. Oh, my God, they grip. Hmm. But they when they go off, they kind of go off and they slide a little bit. But who knows? It's all good. We're looking at it. Who's here? Hey, it's Aaron and Baby Huey. Dude, Aaron, what's up? Aaron is, I'll say this, Aaron's a lot faster than most everybody here. Than most everybody in the city. So we need to have him on. Aaron, holler at me. We'll get you on the show. We I've offered to, you before. Come on over. You need to come talk. And then Baby Huey, baby, he's family. So. Yeah, whatever, literally. Literally, yeah, he's kind of family. Anyway, uh, enough of that. See. Joe says he rode his daughter's Grom to work today. Dude, Groms are probably the sleeper commuter bike of the world. They're awesome. Those things are so much fun. Kirby, because Ben Kirby's my real estate agent, he showed up at a house showing audience. <laughs> it was all, he just showed up in a pair of shorts and his jacket. And I was like, what the? Okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, yeah, it was great. It was That was kind of fun. And yeah, then, I would have to leave the house at like five thirty. Oh yeah, you it, you'd have to take back roads. You wouldn't be able oh, to yeah. take the interstate. Oh hell no! no. I don't have you, that big of a death wish. It would be like Dumb and Dumber, right? Why Which that being said, I do have Anthony Drake's Rebel at the house. Yes, you are doing. Which you are wrenching on that. Hmm. That would definitely be back roads. Yeah. Although I still have to make sure that we did a sprocket change on it. Yeah. We went one up in the front and uh, two down. So I'd like to try that. to give it a little more run space. We'll just have to see how that works. Yeah, you'll get well, you'll get <laughs> 75 out of it, right? right? But that did you do realize that's gonna lengthen the <laughs> lengthen the wheelbase out too. Just a little bit. Just yeah. a touch. Yeah. So not that that bike couldn't use it. That, very true. Right. Alright, so more people have joined Marshall. Like what's going on? My cousin, Marshall, what's up, baby? Um you still need to come over. You need to come to the she house. Yeah. And then Teddy. Teddy. Are you avoiding the weird Bald white dude this month, tonight. He was the, that was the weird the weird bald white guy was the guy that adopted Teddy at the charity. <laughs> so that was a weird conversation. Right. Anyway. All right. For those who just joining us, if you don't know who everyone is, obviously I'm the wingman. This is the track rat. We have Will and we have Lennon, our uh, resident 
Supermoto. Hooligans. Hooligans. Yes. <laughs> now, I will say this. I think I found the video from Dallas that you put up. Was it you that did the video from Dallas? Or was there's a lot. Of, well, I found one. It may have been you, but I showed uh, a couple of people this, and they were like, that is the best thing I've ever seen. In the tunnel? Yes, in the tunnels, and jumping the, right. going up the stairs. So, yeah, so Lance got this video of him riding through the tunnels in Dallas, and these are... Uh, Underneath the interstate? Uh, they're underneath the highways or like in the neighborhoods, you'll see the, the rivers. Yeah. And they'll go from river to concrete. And we've rode, we've rode a couple that are probably like eight or ten miles. Yeah. Um, DFW Sumos, they just had a big ride called the Urban Enduro. That was last weekend, I believe. And that, that man, like 60 riders. That's and fantastic. That they do it every year. Um, if you're in Dallas, that's like the, the group to get with. I mean, they do the tunnels, the stairs. It's urban assault. Nice. Pitch black. Oh, oh pitch black. No service. Tunnels. You got a guy. Guys, uh, one guy's bike broke down, and I had to push it out, like push my oh, foot on the for for about six miles. Holy so, shit! That was, that was last year. So, through, through the tunnel. tunnel. Through the tunnel. Jesus. And that's about Christ. a foot of water. So, oh I mean, my god! You got to get your foot up on the exhaust, like giving it, giving it. <laughs> so I'll say this: I, I showed that to the queen. I showed that to Christina, my girlfriend. She goes, "That's awesome. We need to do that." Oh, Yes! <laughs> yes! You can do that. Gotta get some bills for it. I God, I won't. Or get 50s and do even smaller tunnels. There or you, you can go. do like the real monkey tunnels. So we'll just throw a headlight on the, uh, the tub. Dude, that, does it not already have one? No. Oh, we'll put a flashlight on no, headlight. 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 Yeah. Dude, I will, ride, I will ride that car. Too. I'll ride that come to work. I don't care. That thing's awesome. I'll ride it around work. I'm not, I don't give a I shit. I'm by the front door, just ride it from the front door to the counter. And like, you know, right hold on, I gotta get parts. Me, <laughs> dude, I would ride. I'd ride that thing to work. I don't even care. Everybody needs a cub. Cubs, shit. Cub. I love those things. Yeah. Christine, Christine's here. Hey, what up? Okay. Right. So, that being said, uh, Will, last time we saw you, we were talking about you going on a bike trap adventure. I did. I did. It was an adventure from what I've heard. Um, How'd it go? Well, I made it. Uh, the flat track event, you're supposed to be there, I think, by like 11 or 12 to sign up. And um, I was here at 1. <laughs> so I called them and I was like, hey, I was like, uh, I, was like I had to go to my shop today. Um, I was like, can I still sign up? I, I can be there in like an hour and a half. He's like, an hour and a half? It was like, well, we're running behind. What's your name? So he took my name down, put me on the list. That's awesome. And uh, so I threw, you know, threw the bike in the truck, headed down there. By the time I got there, practice had just ended. Ah, I was already ah. signed up, so I paid and got in my class, but I didn't have a chance to practice. And so I stood around and just like got nervous <laughs> for like 20 races. Because my race number was 27 in. And I raced the Mad Dog 125 class, so the max you could have is 125. He was running on 101. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and anyway, a half. And a half. 101 and a half. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's a weird cubic CC. It's like 14.73. Yeah, they, I think they used fractions for I, that one. Though. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> just pulled that out of my ass, but it's okay. <laughs> There's a cloud circling, it's circling everyone right now. That's what the smell is. <laughs> God, this podcast went down the yeah. Anyway, downhill. <laughs> like, we're at the bottom line. Oh, fuck. You got started there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I get there. I'm too late Too late for practice. Uh, get signed up and all that. Have to wait for race 27. That means 27 races were in oh, front of mine. Jesus. So the first, the first time around the track, 
ever riding that bike on flat track tires on a flat track was my first heat. Jesus God. Yeah. And so, um, and so I went out and I let everybody, let everybody get in front of me and kind of just, uh, jumped in and went super slow. Like my first two or three laps and I kept on saying, I can push it further. I can push it further. I can push it further. And by that sixth lap, like it was up in like three and a half minutes. Thank you. But that was like, that was half of my entire race that I was there. (laughs) So I had to wait and it was like 35 classes. So I had to wait for, you know, race 28 to 35 and then they had an intermission had to start all over. So my second race of the night was way into the night. Like, I think it was like eight or nine and, um, went out there and raced and the race before mine was the guys in my class. They did this like team race thing and they were all out there and they had, um, like three races a piece before they came back and got in my class. So they were all like hot, like warmed up and shit. And so we're sitting there on the gate and, um, and we go to take off, and they're all like, and like they all race, they all race the starting line. I'm like, I'm like, are you sure this is my class? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, get out there. So I get out there. And I'm like, I'm like the second to last one to line up on the on the starting line. And I took like the I took like the softest position ever, like way on the outside, right there on the cushion. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, and it was just it was just because I was just nervous to get up there on the line. And then everyone took off, and the guys down low took off, and you know. Got way ahead of everybody. The guy on the the very left of me biffed his start. Oh, went no. all crazy. So so I took off, pulled the clutch, and went behind him, dove low, and then came around. I think I passed two or three people to pull off uh, fifth. Heck yeah, man! Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, out, of, out of eleven people. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I from think, a dead cold start, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no practice. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was only three minutes on a flat track. <laughs> <laughs> three but, minute prep. Damn yeah, it. Yeah, but. Um, I think if I'd have got a better start, I think I could have pulled third. Yeah, that's I awesome. Had the man. two guys, the two guys that I was chasing down, I had them in a corner, but the race was only like three and a half minutes, so it was like that's it, was, it was over. Oh, like I was, I was trying to make my move, and, it, and then checkered flag came out. Was it like full on like short track, like concrete short track, where you're pretty much leaned over, sliding the whole way, or did you get to uh, stand it up and go? And then... Well, the the track was wild because you know they ran like. 35 classes, so the track was pretty tore up, um, you know, by the time I got on there. Um, So there were super hard pack spots, and then there were some some spots where all the tires had kicked up dirt on top of that. So there was, like, when you dove into the corner, in the very middle of the corner, it would kind of, like, kick out, kick out on you, like you'd lose traction. Yeah. So the only thing you do is just try to, like, hit that little spot as straight as you could, and then just open it wide up after that and, you know, try to point it down the straightaway. And uh, I, I thought I was making a good line. Like, I was just hooking up to see the checkered flag. And I was like, man. Oh, well. If that had been a 20-lap race. Oh, yeah, you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. We'll see the food. Uh, uh, Michael and Ryan are here. What's up, guys? What's going on? Um, the fun thing is, it's figuring out how, like, which, where your bike's going to run. If it's going to mm-hmm. run the blue groove or if it's going to run the cushion. Because yeah. a lot of the ways, because in my learning in my reading Kenny uh, Kenny Roberts always said his bike's up in front of the cushion so he'd always like he'd get wider and wider through the whole race when he ran that TZ 750 at Indianapolis it's an off the outside tire outside wall yeah. coming out of turn four, four and two I'm like god well no we know about that thing he probably didn't have much of a choice no he didn't have much of a choice the way that thing was running yeah. but anyway but yeah that's that's fun that's awesome man. it is it is cool um the, uh, and it's smart to set your bike up like that because that's where you would make a pass because everyone yeah. stays in the blue groove, you know. So if you're going to pass someone, you have to figure out a way 
around them. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like you don't necessarily have to be pulling them out of the straightaway. You just have to be in front of them. Yep. Coming out of the straightaway. Oh so yeah. That way, you know, that way they got to let off. You know, and then, then you get the blue move going into it. But yep. That's what it's all about. You it's awesome. It's a tragedy. In front of somebody. It's, there's a lot. Of, it, everybody thinks like, okay, you just go in there, slide, and turn left. No. There's a it, there's a whole lot of technical stuff, and there's a whole lot of strategy behind everything. I mean, hell, like one or two pounds of PSI is going to be, and your rear tire is going to be make a world of difference. So yeah, it's, right. that's the cool thing about just racing in general, all the technical stuff that you have to deal with. Not to mention, you know, like the old school guys, and I think they still do it at the higher levels, they actually cut their own treads to get the tire. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, the way you cut your tread determines a lot of things. Yeah. But talking about flat track, Daytona was this past weekend. Flat track and the 200. I I I need to watch it, but having, it was the T, they did a TT. Instead of just straight up flat track and pollution, they set up the the race in the infield on the motocross track. So apparently it was really slick. Oh, really? Yeah, it was in the infield off like off the motocross track. Like there at the speedway? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So that's it was neat. It was at night. It was under the lights for the for the main. Um, Indian was back. It's the first time Indians raced flat track since, or done anything officially since like the late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. They're back um, in a big way. They are back in a huge way. Hmm. Um, Harley stopped. They're not using the XR750 anymore. Amazing. Which yeah, is they're using that. Their the XG. The SG750, the XR750, as fantastic as that motorcycle was for flat track, it never changed. But the only problem was the price to keep it up went up and up and up. Like oh, you and I were talking about earlier, to buy a frame for an XR750 is 15, 10 to 15 grand. That's just the frame. Then you got to put a motor in and everything else. The motor, just to keep the motor after two races, you got to rebuild the thing. Right. Rebuild's like 10 grand. I mean, hell, about four years ago, I came across a killer deal on one. It was a complete bike, uh, plus uh, two frames, something like three motors, a bunch of parts. Well, I only want twenty grand for that. That's a steal. That's you. I should punch you in the face for that right now. Uh, I didn't have twenty grand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that is a big deal. No, for, <laughs> for an XR seven fifty, that is that's one of those deals. Like if you have the, the amount of money to do it, God, you jump on it. But <laughs> thing I thought you were going to say like five grand. <laughs> yeah. Six grand for it. I was like, man, you should have bought it. He said 20 grand. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> That's a one, two, three, no. Will will not be showing up at the next event. No. Oh, yeah. XR. But the thing is. Yeah. 20 grand. Yeah. Oh, that means it's more than 50 bucks? Shit. But <laughs> they stopped using it. So the dinosaur's gone. But, I mean, that's what they're using it on any Sunday. Right. It's, they've used and it for... But when did that movie come out? 60 something? Yeah. So like like, yeah, 60 something. <laughs> but 62. it's like you look at it now with the influx of all the of all the cash and all the new stuff going into flat track now, it can't only get better because Indian back Indian won for the first time at Daytona since nineteen forty eight. That's crazy. This so, is the first race of the year. First race of the year. And they won it. And they won it. And the track wasn't groomed the way they would the way the riders thought it should be with the TT, it being a TT. Everything else, because the jump wasn't all that big, and everything else, blah, 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 whatever. But it was Indian Harley on their 750s. A lot of guys were on the Ninja 650. Yeah. yeah. And then there was one guy on a F07. Yeah. The Yamaha. I've heard about that. So, they, what was that? Did you just get a text message? Oh, it's on me. Oh, whatever. April, hey, what's up? But, um. Oh, jeez. Shot phone. Party. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, everything, there was a good turnout. The racing was good. Uh, 
awesome. It's good to see flat track make yeah. its resurgence like this. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna race that bike again. I'm leaving those tires on there. Heck yeah, dude. There you go. Let us if we can come out, we'll definitely be there. Yeah, when is Woodstock? Woodstock, Georgia is next weekend. Next weekend. Next the, weekend at Woodstock. Uh, Tennessee dual sport. Dual Shenanigans. <laughs> Association. <laughs> it's always the way it goes. Something always happens. And like, oh, that'd be awesome. I guess. Southern Discovery next week. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Well, just like this weekend, Franklin. <laughs> what name yeah, is Frank it? Franklin Moto. <laughs> just it like has that. a name. It's a ride. I gotta go. I'll be in right. front. Yeah. Franklin Moto's having their community yeah. ride this weekend. That one. Yeah. Uh, so if you're in the area, uh, meet up with them. They're at the uh, factory in Franklin. Uh, they're gonna have a fairly large, what sounds like a fairly turnout. Big, yeah, fairly large turnout. Yeah. I told you you need to go because I'm gonna be able to go because I'm in Atlanta and I'll be in Paris Landing. He'll be in Paris Landing, so it's like, damn it, we really yeah. want to go. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Oh, cool. <laughs> Why not? He's yeah. got a camper now. I got a camper, and we're using it this weekend. Yes. Uh, so unfortunately, I won't be able to make it to that. He's gonna be out of town, so it's up to you two. What? Uh, to ride with Franklin Moto? Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. oh well, we can't ride with Franklin Moto this weekend because we're going to... The Southern Discovery. <laughs> Where uh, is this again? <laughs> it's down south. That's down south. Yeah. Yeah. Discovery, right? You're going to discover Discovery. the Southern stuff. Yes, yes. that's uh, next weekend. And if you are wanting to be on a part of this, where do you go to find out more? Tennessee Dual Sport Adventure. You can look on Facebook. Uh, DualSporters.com will link you to our website. We'll link our Facebook, Instagram. All that's on there. So get in touch. Southern Discovery is filled up right now. Registration's maxed out, but uh, we're gonna be posting tons of videos and pictures, and GoPro footage, and all kinds of stuff. So that's next weekend. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good. Yeah. I'll speak of your Facebook page, man. It's it's, it's got huge. It's amazing. It's hitting hard, but it was well, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're liking it. Um, if anything to tie in this part of Tennessee, I feel like there wasn't a group for yeah. dual sport in Nashville, and then I mean there is you know the East. Dual sport guys and the West guys, but uh, it's cool that we kind of localized everybody and uh, hopefully they stay. And yep. uh, that's hard, trying really hard with this ride and then future rides, uh, keep everybody interested. Because yeah. a lot of guys have bikes, and you don't realize it. You, yeah, we're right. always taking pictures of people, like when we're in our you know trucks or something, and someone on dual sport and posting it, like, who is this? Who is this? It's not me. What, what are you? Doing? I think. Who's my We're looking around. Like we have like. I was like, is there something you're not telling us? Like, I, I don't have anything going, but whatever. It was my phone. Jeez, Lyndon. <laughs> whatever. Um, and looks like it's already started on the message board. It has already started. Now, what starts this weekend? MotoGP starts this weekend at Qatar. Finally, yes. at Qatar, um, we're having a conversation on the message boards right now. Um, I've got my money on Maverick Vinales because he has been fastest through all the testing. Um, yep, he's off the Suzuki now. Off the Suzuki on the factory in yep. one. It's honestly the way the season's shaping up. If the testing is anything to go on, it's going to be Marquez and right. Maverick. Um, I mean, think about the raw talent you have to have to be able to be considered to jump straight to the M1 off of what, second season? Second, yeah, th yeah. This is his third season in MotoGP. Is this? I don't remember. First, ah, second or third. I'm pretty sure this is the second. It might be a second. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm yeah, sure. let us know because I want to say Maverick had a two year deal with Suzuki and then he jumped over. Yeah, he was but, done like one year. Because they were just in that game last year. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, Jackson. Suzuki. He jumped ship. I honestly, God loves Suzuki as much as I love Suzuki. Um, 
It's not a Honda GP bike, and it's not a Honda <laughs> Yamaha either. But yes, Brandon, testing is definitely different than racing. But when you pull the lap times that he's pulling, and the fact that Marquez followed Maverick for his race simulation and for the island, and Maverick got pissed. Maverick was not happy. Um, I kind of lean toward Maverick on this one. Um, it's just good to see fresh blood. It is good to yeah. see some. He's not a rookie, but he's he's going to be he's the still hot fresh. Talent. Yeah, he's going to be the new talent coming through. He's going he's the future of Yamaha because Rossi's probably going to finish this contract out, and he's probably going to retire. He'll go just to straight up training camps. Go to the training camps and do the just run his Moto Two, his Moto Three team. He'll probably end up with a Moto Two team soon. Um, because he can. Because he can, and he has that ability. There's an American that just got signed up with him. Really? I can't remember the kid's name, but American, an American just got the opportunity to go over to the VR46 training camp and go train with him. So I remember. Uh, I'll try to do it. Yeah, but we'll, we'll find the name, and you guys all need to follow that guy. Um, so the only problem is Qatar is a fantastic Ducati track because that front straight is forever long. Forever the only issue with Qatar and Ducati is those three rights because the Ducati doesn't change line, doesn't have the ability to change line as well through the mid corner as on the other bikes. And the front end isn't as, doesn't talk as much. Um, Lorenzo coming off the M1 and going to a bike that doesn't communicate that well, it's going to be tough. Like I can see him bothering people, but I don't see Lorenzo winning. I see him being bothered more by the bike than anything. Yeah. So why does Ducati have the advantage going down the long straightaway? Ducati, the way the motor is, the way they've always built their motors, they've always got the top end rush, and it's always been that way from when they came in with the 990s back in 03, and 03 to now. They've always has always have like the fastest in the trap, trap speed, straight line. The front end, the way they've always done the front end, it's always really stiff, and it doesn't Stay like you can get it in there, but once you get it locked in, you can't change it. You can't get on the throttles there. It doesn't like to turn. No, it doesn't. Like, once you get it locked in, it doesn't like to adjust. So, <sighs> do they they allow the Ducati an advantage? No, this is the way Moto MotoGP and World Superbike are different because MotoGP you build it to this formula, you have these regulations, but you can do whatever you want. As so long as it meets the regs. As long as it meets the regs, MotoGP is like. You want to start with a B4 and go to a two-cylinder and go to a five-cylinder all the way through the, race, through the season? Who cares? Whereas with Superbike, there are concessions made to each manufacturer to make it a little bit more, a little more parity. Right. Yeah. So, like the 1125s and the uh, Superbike class. Yeah. You know, so, 1199. Like 12, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's 1199 still. Yeah. But so it's... It's going to be a dogfight. I say, I see it being a dogfight between Maverick and... Marquez with Rossi coming third. That's the way I see it. And Pedrosa being fourth. But we'll see. Pedrosa's um, had a lot of physical issues. Well, Pedrosa's not. Pedrosa's breakable. Pedrosa's kind of fragile. Now. Well, yeah, he's taking enough spills in the last week. Yeah. It's that, as small as he is, it's tough for him to ride and be able to put the heat in the tires and keep the tires hot where he can keep going because he's only 5'2 and he weighs 110 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but I mean, down the straightaway, if you can get him locked, if you can get locked in and down the straightaway, he's fantastic. Down the straightaway, and everything. But I'll say this: that kid, kid, whatever, not a kid anymore. He's not a kid anymore. But he's got 
The ability to see him ride around tire issues, I've seen him chunk front tires where literal pieces of the tire down to the carcass this long come out and he still finishes on the podium. Like he'll stick them. It, it just, it's amazing to me. But anyway. Ah, uh, well. It's a, it's a fun discussion going on. But I will say this. The Ducati front frame looks fucking terrible. Oh, my God. It looks like one of those memes where you put the smiley face on. <laughs> it looks awful. Oh, I, it's Because yeah. like, they, they banned the wing winglets. So they couldn't have winglets on it. Oh, yeah. They, could, they, could, they were running winglets like Formula One cars last year. Is that what, is that what we call wingman's kids? No. no. God, no. No. That, winglets? That's, that's actually <laughs> funny. But to the corner. He's another five minutes. <laughs> but that was actually a good joke, though. But they banned winglets, but they're running like aerodynamics. They were too dangerous. Yes. And I won't give them that. It was dangerous. But they're running, they're making the fairings bigger where they can actually run downforce under the fairing. So, whatever. They put it up at the top and it looks terrible. Yeah. Other than 1125 fairing, Andrew, you could say that because you have an 1125. So. I will say yes. I live in 1125. Yeah. Um, what color is it? It'll be red. Because <laughs> that's the only color paint they have in Ducati. So they have white, red, or red? No, and black. It's like Ferrari. The only color they have is red. And any manufacturer, the only it's the untinted red. The only color they have is red. <laughs> yes, they the winglets were ugly as shit too. Yes, right? they were. But anyway, I'm gonna hand it out. One DP and get another beer. Okay. Anybody want one? Yes. How many I need? One, two, five. Yes. What? Yes. Give okay. A, give me a red dawn. <laughs> I'm not getting shot at the end of the movie, no. <laughs> sure? Shut up! Anyways, while we're whizzing beer oh. cans past my head, um, so MotoGP is going to be on BN. Um, this is not an advertisement for BN because I haven't gotten them yet either. Um, hopefully I'll actually be able to watch it this year. You probably won't. It's BN. BN is a pay channel that you watch all the sports on. All of the sports. Really? All, yes. It's all one sports. channel with all the sports on it? Yeah, pretty much. The only one that matters is the, the bike stuff, though. Oh. Uh, yes, we did slightly derail here. Uh, Earl, what's going on? Earl, uh, Christine says too much beer. Yes, probably is. Uh, last week, we actually had some fun stuff where you could see what people were messaging us on screen, but we're not using my computer, so we're stuck with it. Oh, dang, dog. Right. Oh, I like watching it. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of fun, was it? Uh, so, let's get into a few things about, well, hell, we need adult supervision. Uh, at least Daniel does. As soon as he comes out, we'll start talking about that. Uh, our new website that we just uh, relaunched again about a week or so ago, uh, we actually have, turn the volume here, have a new blog. Uh, Daniel just posted his latest entry into the blog a day or so ago. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. So... There's four of them. <laughs> he had entitled the post Adult Supervision Required. Why would we need adult supervision? Well, I need adult supervision. <laughs> and why is that, Dan? Because... The Bud Light happens. That's no, well, no. I caught one off the counter. counter. The veto. <laughs> the veto. <laughs> the of them. Yeah. Give me the warm one. <laughs> well, I just grabbed one. <laughs> Well, if you're going to be like that, fine. Give me that damn yeah. thing. Well, you already opened it. Fuck you. Okay. This is why it's required adult supervision. Yeah, grab the one that's shaking up. Yeah, I'll get, which one was that one? It's nice to be 
You know, a cold beverage. That's cold. Well, see, see, no, it's because you're not drinking what I brought out, so that's why you got the hot. <laughs> here. I'm going to pull over on the 450. Yeah, Brandon would like to remind us that uh, you can also go to the fans of MotoGP Facebook in the door. group. Yes. <laughs> Stream races there, too. Okay, cool. Yeah, which is really good. That'll, that'll happen. <laughs> All right. So tell us. Tell us about your blog post for those who haven't read it. Okay. What? Why? My blog post was about the fact that while I'm confident riding on a racetrack and everything else, as complicated as my BMW is, not, it's very complicated. I'm not the most confident working on it just yet. So I need adult supervision and just an extra set of eyes to watch me make sure I don't screw anything up. So that's pretty much what it was about. And I usually get either, well, it was going to be him, which is the funniest thing, and then Dallas, which is even funnier than that. Why is that fun? <laughs> Shut up, Anyway, so it was going to be Chris and Dallas coming over to help me work on the bike and schedule it, work out whatever it worries. And, yeah, I just realized, like, you know what? I need adult supervision working on stuff because I don't want to screw anything up and not do something. And if I'm working on the front brakes, I want to make sure they're going to work. So, so what were that. we installing? We were installing. I was going to do front brakes, chain, oil change, and stop grip. I did stop grip, which was, you know, the easiest part of it. Right. I just needed the Christina to come and help me because my eye for straight lines and everything isn't as good as hers. So, yeah, we got that on. Yeah. In your defense, ABS systems, yeah. are, especially the ABS system your bike uses, can be a little more complex yeah. than just pulling the pins out, fluid caliper, you know, but pads, whatever. Either it way, happens. No worries. You know, the good thing is uh, for a lot of guys who are out there who are learning how to work on their bikes, which everyone should know how to do at least a bare minimum. No, well, some people should just bring it in. Well, that is natural ATV repair, and have us do it. Yes. Let me take that counterpoint. There are some people out there that really shouldn't work on things. Yeah, <laughs> there's a couple yeah. people. There's a couple there pieces are, of evidence of here. Yeah. And here, there are some people that should not touch a wrench, shouldn't do anything outside of you know putting air pressure in their tires. Well, um, and even then, even then, it might be true. You be should pushing. always check your tires. Mm-hmm. Everyone should. should always check your tires. Tell me about it. right. But, you know, that's the thing. A lot of people are starting to get into learning how to work on their bikes, which is good. Everyone really should know how to do something on their bike. Yes. Uh, There's different resources you can go to out there to learn these things. Uh, Obviously, YouTube's huge. And, again, take that with a grain of salt. The problem that I have with YouTube is YouTube is not ASC certified. No, no, not at all. So, yeah. You kind of want to wonder if uh, the guy teaching you how to, you know, change your valves on your bike really knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, but it's a good place to learn certain things like how to change your oil, basic stuff, just you change, replace your chain, brake pads, whatever it is. By all means, learn what you can, uh, but know your limits. There comes a point where, if you've read his blog, where you start getting to the point where you're wanting to throw your wrench at something, knock the bike over because you can't figure something out. It gets really expensive when I get angry. So stop kind of like what you're doing. doing from, yeah. Just stop and either take a break, go back do some research, or call someone that knows what they're doing. Wait, at Nashville ATV <laughs> repair, <laughs> or wherever you are, or wherever you are. <laughs> but you know, know your limits, just like when you're riding. Uh, don't get to the point where you have to have someone physically remove you from the bike. That's which bad. is where the adult supervision comes. Yes. Uh, and if you do get mad at to throw your wrenches, remember to throw your wrenches outside. Yeah, don't because I've been known to throw stuff, and I hopefully never have to go through. 
fix the window, but... Anyway. But it's now, not the throw that hurts, it's the bounce. <laughs> yes, it's it's where it stops. <laughs> uh, it might stop at a wall. However, there is something else that needs to be said, too, because we actually had this discussion on one of the groups I'm in on Facebook. Uh, if you're at the point where you really don't know what, what to do, you don't know what's going on, and you start asking for help, realize that if someone is going to give up their knowledge for it, sometimes you need to pay them for it. You know, yeah. For example, if you called Will and you brought your bike in here and you wanted him to help you figure out what's going on with your bike, say your bike won't charge, you just replace the rectifier, the stator, and the battery, and still not charging, bringing your bike here, having him look at it, and then saying, I'm not paying you, that's not cool. That's, you yeah. know, yeah. people like Will, yeah, anyone that, that knows <laughs> what they're doing, they put a lot of time and energy and money into what they know. Uh, you know, the same thing if you call a shop and you're talking to the parts guys, and your question is, hey, man, I got this KX125, and I've got this CR125 clutch I want to put in it. Will it work? <laughs> you're like, give it a shot and call me back and let me know. <laughs> let me know how that works. <laughs> yeah. Now, no, no shitting. I actually had this call yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday. I'm like, no, it won't. Well, why not? They're both 125s. They're the same, aren't they? <laughs> uh, no, they're not. Really, they, they run different directions. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's my point is if you're going to call someone, uh, especially a shop or a technician, mechanic, that knows what they're doing, you got to realize you have to pay the piper on that. Yeah. Uh, like, do you, okay, you, you pay, if someone comes to work on your house, you pay them to do the inspection unless they offer a free inspection of whatever you're doing. Like, you pay a contractor to put a new set of countertops in. Or you pay the mechanic to fix your car. Why are you not going to sit there and pay the guy that's checking up, hey, you need to do this, this, and this. All right, cool. Here's money for diagnosing my bike. Yeah. That's, yeah. The way that, that's, that's the way the world works. That Don't be a jerk. Yeah, you have to pay the guys who are helping you. You know, at least at that level. Yeah, now, and like to, to, to simplify it, uh, mechanics charge by their time. Right, yeah. so because what's more someone, valuable than that is your time. Yeah, yeah, right. But if someone comes in, they're like, "Hey, I have a flat tire. Um, you know, what does it cost to change a tire? It's forty bucks because that's how much time that it takes me to change a tire. And there's only so much time that I'm here. Yeah. But also, like the shop, just to open the doors costs a certain amount of money per time. Yeah. You know, so that's that's how we you know we yeah. justify our labor. And that's the difference between certain shops, the labor rates in certain areas, or certain shops are going to be different. Right. What's your labor rate here? Our labor rate is seventy-five dollars an hour. Okay. A lot of other the bigger dealerships in the area are about eighty-seven to ninety dollars an hour. And put it this way, he's not making seventy-five dollars no, an hour off working on your stuff. No he, one. Makes that no. Much money. He's that's <laughs> turning the lights on, getting the tools here, getting all the equipment here, and all that kind of stuff to let him have the opportunity to work on your bike. Right. So, guys, I mean, come on. Yeah, you got to take that into account. The, the technician is not going to get rich off of you by any means. There's no rich technician out there. <laughs> no, they, all, no. they make a living, but they don't get rich. Yeah, trust yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Quick shout-outs. JK, kid. I went to JK. I went to middle school and high school with this guy. Fantastic hearing from you. Hit me up. We could, we should catch up. And then Rob. What's up, Rob? What's Rob Louder. He has probably one of the coolest bikes I've ever seen. He's got an EBR 1190 SX. Yep, really. SX. White. It's awesome. I, he rolled past me. I was in the car and he rolled past me. I was like, God, that bike's bad. 
Yeah, and he messaged me immediately after that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Rob just passed on the email. I've never seen one in the wild. I, yeah, it's like the only one here. <laughs> awesome. What's up, Rob? Yeah, literally, it's fantastic. What do we got here? Uh, ben Kirby says, rub my hair hands through your, your hair. I can't speak. Kirby, seriously? What the hell? No, it's actually supposed to go this way. God bless. You know you like it. Well, Kirby's <laughs> here, but he's racing bicycles now. So what kind of bicycles? Mountain bikes? No, road road bicycles. Road bicycles. Oh, okay. he does mountain bikes too. Yeah. Um, if that six hundred needs a workout, call me. I'll ride it. <laughs> anyway, he'll probably like shut up. Um, but congratulations again yes. on the newcomer coming. I don't know when. Oh yeah, congratulations. When, when the child's going to be here, but congratulations. Um, yeah. What Let's else see. Going back to the topic real quick, Antoine actually wanted to say, uh, uh, the first time you work on anything, take pictures before disassembly. Yes. That way you know where to put it all back together. Absolutely. Which, honestly, you've got a terrible memory or you are working on something for the first time. You're not going to remember where you <laughs> You just aren't. A really good, actually a really good anecdote. Um, that my dad was getting his GL650 worked on. And the guy that was doing helping him out doing some stuff on the side for him, he said, if you want to see a really bad motorcycle mechanic, Find a really good carving man. Because I'm not kidding. He'll, he's like, I'll get these guys that work in Chevy dealerships that show up with a box of parts for a Z50 automatic, and they take it apart and they don't know how it goes back together. They just drop it out and say, fix it. It's yeah. like, yeah. You want to see a really bad motorcycle mechanic? A good car mechanic. Right. Uh, Andrew also said, don't just copy what someone else did working on your bike. Absolutely. Research why they did it before you yes. change it. It might not work for you. Absolutely. Um, you know, again, it's the curse of YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah. And to make sure when you order parts, I know sometimes like I buy stuff from eBay, and I rarely buy something that's not the exact year for my bike. Yes. And that's one thing about, especially dual sports. You know, you'll see. Yeah. 2006 CRF. Well, they changed, and there they first came out 2005. Yeah. And right. just there, there's some differences. And every year, and I, I bought some Pro Tapers on eBay like two weeks ago, and they were for a 2010 CRF 450R, but I'm yeah. like, those are pro tapers. But still, I mean, I like looked at every single picture. Absolutely. But the guy said, these are for this was on this bike. That's all I'm saying. I'm not all gonna right. say they fit your bike, and I took a gamble on that. But obviously, that's something like you know, pro taper, pro taper handlebars. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, clutches and brake lines. Yeah. Like, stuff, it's always this actual mechanical pieces. Make sure like, and find out if the build date on your particular bike is going to affect it. Because if it's a build date after, like, September, it might not be a 2010. It might be a 2011. Yep. So you just make sure of that. And you if know, you need to know the year model of your bike, if you're not sure, it's the 10th digit on yes. your VIN. Yes. Whether it's a number or a letter. Unless it's a bike look before it 1982, then you're kind of screwed because it's a different system. Well, 1980, well, yeah. yeah, if you're working on a bike from 
air, an oil filter. Then. Oil yep. Filter. Yeah. Yeah. yep. So you really need to check these things out. Um, same thing, like Landon was saying, try to use OEM as much as possible. Uh, there are certain times when the OEM is going to be a lot more expensive. For example, starter motors, uh, but you rectifiers. Get, you get what you get. What you pay for, though. But the thing is, if you do go OEM, you need to stick with something that is known and trusted. Rick's yes. Electric Motorsports, right. Motorsports Electrics, they're really good. Uh, ordering something off of eBay, especially if it has no name attached to it, and it's like ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never <laughs> pick the cheapest option. The reason yes. it's the cheapest option is because it's it, the cheapest option. Right. A good, like another good crap. Another good resource. If you have a if you have a vehicle, there is a forum for it somewhere. And there will be someone who has had the same issue that you've had. I guarantee it. So jump on there, do a little research, message the guy. If you see someone with the same issue that you have, look at their post count. If they've got a ton of posts and a ton of conversations. They know what they're talking about. Message them. Say, hey, I'm having this issue. You had the same thing. What did you do? And all that kind of stuff. 99.9% .9 of the time, they're going to help. So just do a little bit of homework, and you'll be fine. What? Oh, I'll get to that. And Marshall, yes, you did learn that the hard way. I had to help you with that. <laughs> My cousin. Uh -huh. Issues. Right. Uh, what? You know, it's been said, and I'm going to borrow the term Chinesium building from uh, Cleveland Moto. Yeah. The best place for Chinesium no. motor uh, parts is on Chinesium bikes. Yes. Because they're just as uh, well, throwaway. Well, the problem with it is on certain, certain brands, I'm not going to say who, some of their, most of their accessories are Chinesium. But anyway. Actually, there's quite a few. Yeah, yeah there is quite, quite a few. Quite a, more than you expect. Yeah. Which is why parts get superseded in don't even talk well, to me about super yeah, sessions. We'll, I work we'll at a BMW elsewhere. car dealership. Don't even talk to me about super <laughs> sessions. Uh, but now super let's move out of this and get into the fact that it is actually going to be warm. Finally, Jesus! Want to actually want to be out and ride? Yes, because I know I. Uh, I'll be riding tomorrow. I will. Uh, will had actually said that. Uh, <laughs> The other will, the will yeah, on your own. Monday, when it hit 80 degrees, he saw the first split of the season in a tank top and cargo truck. Oh, oh, yay! You should have taken a picture. I was That's test what driving in it. Oh, well. Come on. It was what? just down the street. I want to start this. If you're in a car, and we, I think we should do this. Squid of the month. If you're in a car and you see somebody that's being a squid, take a picture, post it to us. We'll send you a sticker or something. Yes. For whoever wins Squid of the Month. Squid, squid Buster. Squid Buster. Yes. Squid Buster. That's what yes. we're calling it. We'll yes. post it up. If you send us the best squid of the month, you get a sticker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and just, just, just to get someone to say it out loud, what is the definition of a squid? I'm going to let you take this one. You're taking me? Okay. Loud. There are certain ways you can kind of go about this. Shut up. I didn't say anything. There are lots of ways. There's a lot of ways you can do this, but this is the way it usually goes. It's a beat-up sport bike. They're in shorts. Shorts. Either tennis shoes or flip-flops. A tank top. The like the strap-over back <laughs> protector. And a either a flat black or a helmet without a visor on it. And gloves. And gloves. <laughs> and sunglasses. Yeah. So he's got shorts and gloves on. Shorts and gloves and <laughs> sunglasses. So if you see one of those. Post it or take a picture of it. Either 
send a message it to us or post it on our Facebook page. In fact, I'm going to go one further. I'm going to challenge you. If you see one of these, get on Facebook Live. Yes. And <laughs> post it directly to our page. Post it to oh, our page. Wow. And it yes. doesn't matter who it is. If it's the whoever went, whoever has the best squid of the month, you get a sticker. Yep. That means you have to make stickers. But <laughs> if you're doing it, I'll make the But that'll be worth it. Yes. Oh, squid of the month. We're going to make a big oh. post. <laughs> <laughs> I'll squid out. He's going to squid out. I was just thinking that. We'll see. No, I'm, I'm guilty. I mean, I've been there. Oh, Moto flops. Done. Say, say. Moto flops. That needs to be a hashtag. Moto flops. There Moto flops. A, yes, moto there, flops. Put flops on. There is a short shorts ride coming up, I think. Yeah, oh, God. We're doing, we're doing uh, short this, shorts, huh? This this could be worse. It could be the naked ride. That is true. That is true. I don't, I'm not commenting on that ride. Just from the sheer fact that I'll probably get in trouble. Anyway. Um, your fanny pack. <laughs> it's only a fanny pack if it's over your fan. Shut up. <laughs> well, the bit, you know, not going there, not going there. All right, so just, just to derail, what is the most uh, embarrassing moment you've been caught writing? Oh, God. Um, oh, I don't know. This one's okay. Are you are we gonna go down the line or do you want to be just start on that side? Okay, so I have just got my motorcycle running. I am probably 24 at the time, 23. I I swear to god, I will admit to this, I've been that guy. I I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I am in cut-off camouflage <laughs> pants, a white affliction t-shirt. I've got a picture. No helmets, because <laughs> I'm in Kentucky. Sunglasses, gloves, and running shoes on my silver SV650. Gloves. Gloves! Why? In gloves! Why wear the gloves? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't want to start with hands. Yeah. Gotta protect the pulse, yeah. But so, yeah, that's my sweat. No, I wasn't even. No, wait, no, I wasn't even in running shoes. See, I, see, I, anyway, I wasn't in running shoes. I was in those Sanooks. The little, like, like the they're not shoes or sandals things. Yeah, I was riding in those. Oh my god! Was man like bamboo? Yeah, bamboo oh, and fibers and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was in those. Oh yeah. Yeah. My that uncle actually was a, a whole event of you. Yes, my uncle actually he was my uncle, my aunt, and uncle behind me. They actually rolled up and nudged me while I was on the bike. I bounded a bird on his front bumper. But anyway, that would have pissed him off. But you probably thought you were cool at that point. Oh, I thought I was king shit. See, you got to think of an embarrassing <laughs> like, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, you go first. I'll see if I can think of anything else. All right. A long, long time ago. This is actually why I don't wear normal shoes when I ride. That's why I always wear boots. Uh, I was riding my 636 back when I had it. And you lost a toe. No, no. No, no he's no. Still have my toes. <laughs> don't oh. joke about that. Somebody did that yeah. at Daytona this year. So... I'm cruising around. This is the so we know. No, but anyway. And, uh, you know, no helmet law there, so I'm cruising. I was being pretty squiggly there, too, but I had jeans on. Um, gloves? Gloves, yes, gloves. <laughs> what? Why? I, gloves. We'll figure why. Like, that's going to be another right. Well, you got you to gotta protect your top of your pole. That's right. Anyway. So I roll up to the stoplight. <laughs> stoplight, there's this convertible full of girls. So I'm like, cool. I roll up. You know, I'm good. I'm on this cool bike. They're all hot. I put my foot down, except the shoelace is stuck on the foot. Oh, and no! Right in front of the car full of girls. That's, 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 that's the best. That's the worst part is one of them helped the bike off of me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm like this, and you know, I'm like 21, looking like an idiot. 
Oh, that's funny. So yeah. Okay. Next. Uh, hang on. Wait. Stop. I have to say this. That's great. Woody's here. Oh. Woody. Wait. No. We need a Harley segment. The other one. Eventually. You need to like show up and like you need to holler at me and say, "Hey, you're gonna come on because you're the only one that can talk about Harleys." I can't anymore because I've been away for a while. So holler at me. We might have a Harley segment when you come on. Come on. Anyway, so embarrassing moment like that. Oh God. Um. I don't. I. I can't think of one for me, but I can think of someone else. Does that count? No, it has to be you. Yeah. You go next. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to pick which one's worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was flat track race. <laughs> I was late the flat track race. And you get your practice. I got my boots. Oh, shit. I was in my Crocs. <laughs> I pulled second. <laughs> shit. No. Oh, gosh. Hey. Hi, babe. That would be great. Flat tracking in Crocs. That would, no, that would be terrible. The queen is here. My girlfriend's here. Hey, baby. Anyway, so, hmm. I'll tell an embarrassing story on somebody else because he just left. So, is it him? Is it no, him? it's not him. Oh, now's your chance. It's now's my, no, I, I don't have any. Oh. Um, so we're at the AMA race, AMA Superbike race in Birmingham, in the park. So it's a super sport race, so there's like 40 guys in the grid. A huge grid. So, and there's a there's a girl, Cora, working with us at the entrance of the museum turn. You drop down, you go down the museum turn, you go back to the back street. Incredibly attractive young lady. So she and they're coming through doing the parade that waving at everybody, and she's waving back. I swear to God, this guy goes through and he does this. Turns and looks and doesn't look where he's going. And he's still looking. Still looking. Rides off in the grass, into the gravel, dumps the bike on the parade lap in front of God and everybody. It was great. I'm not kidding you. He had more ridicule for the next three years over the like, as he should his, yeah <laughs> for the entirety of his AMA super sport career he was known as the guy at the museum corner oh god I just, I just remembered mine <laughs> yes got it back all right go so uh, a couple years ago me and four other dudes took a trip out to California um, to ride some dirt bikes we were gonna ride from LA to Vegas in two days right it's a, it's a thing they've been doing since the eighties and uh, we're super excited. Pump it, you know, my put my bike together, fresh tires, all this. And we get to the hotel and then and we park in the very back of the parking lot and we're waiting on everybody else to get there. And so once they get there, um, we're gonna unload the bikes and put them in the very front of the hotel where the Boy Scouts were watching over the bikes. This so, does not sound like a good idea. <laughs> so, so we get out, park the bikes, uh, that's when my kick stand works. Uh, so put the, yeah. So with the uh, went up there, put the bikes out, they're all in a row, and then we go check into the hotel, go into the hotel, come back out, and we're going to go to the dealership that night, because the dealership was open from like 10 p.m. all night, because there's like 500 riders to do this, and everybody wow, needs something to cool. get there. Yeah, it is cool. And so we just went over there to ride to check it out, see what, you know, what they had going on, and so uh, go outside, it's dark, jump on my bike, um, you know, warm the bike up a little bit, and I go to pull out the very beginning, and... Uh, the way my buddies went out, they went out and went right, but there was a, I was kind of, you know, parked in an angle right to go out and go left. So I was going to go and turn and come back around underneath the awning. Oh, this is not sound like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, this happened. And there was all these dirt bike riders standing out looking at everybody's bikes and the Boy Scouts were all there and they had like 
flags and shit down I went there. <laughs> I come out and fucking pop the clutch and it spins yes! out. Yes! Right in front of everybody. And I get up and I'm like, for hey, everybody. <laughs> Pick the bike up, jump on it, kickstart it, take off. And I was like, my clutch cable's old. I did wouldn't lock in there. Yeah. 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 yeah, I slipped. You'd be the only bike in the parking lot with a Tennessee tag. <laughs> <laughs> those, All right, those your turn. That's it. Aside from I think putting it in gear without the like, I've done that like too. being oh, in neutral yeah. and yeah. like for some reason kicking it at the red light. I've yeah, done that, I've done that probably ten times. <laughs> <laughs> I did pull up to the dealership. I was on my XR650, my Sumo, my Honda, and my. Dumbass, I usually, you know, walk on the left side where the kickstand is. And sure. You, you know, you can hang it over and maneuver it and stuff. Right. I got off on the right side and was pushing it, and I was, like, standing straight up. Mm-hmm. And the bike's, like, 37-inch seat height. Yeah. And starts catching my hip. And I'm, like, front <laughs> row at the dealership at Al Lambs in Dallas. And it, like, hip throws me off. And the bike <laughs> slams on the concrete. And sure. it's in front of, I mean, in front of everybody. And I'm, like... Your and bike I, turned into Steven Seagal, right? I there. just jumped out and kicked it on. And like, Bikes will do that very easily. Just walked in. I think that that was pretty bad. Aside from just eating it. Oh, yeah, eating it. That's not, that's yeah, not, that's part. That's just the way it goes. I remember back in 2004 when I was still working at uh, my home dealership, uh, I was pushing a uh, scooter. ZRX. <laughs> ZRX 1100, and I was on the right oh, that's side. That's like 2000 or 2001. Yeah. yeah, and I was on the right side, pushing it in after just getting washed, and uh, yeah, I slipped, and it went to the left, and I went over with it. But I caught it! No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. Uh, my leg. Uh, okay, yeah. you saying that. You put I, your leg down? Uh, it threw me, and it kind of pulled me and leg under it. So yeah, I technically caught it. You saying that reminded me of one that my first dealership. It's a GS500, <laughs> and it's the one of the early, like the later full fairing GS500s, right? Right. Like so it's center stand and everything else. So we're pulling all the bikes in. There's a poker run going on that night. So I'm trying to get these bikes in so we can get them in and get every like get the shop shut down so I can go home. So <laughs> my idiot self, I'm getting it off. I'm sitting on it, getting off the center stand, and as I get it off, I grab the front brake real hard, being an idiot. So, boom, it stops, rear ends in the ground, up in the air, it drops down, my feet are in the air, and it just does this. <laughs> I'm sitting on this thing, and it just fell over on me. Trashed it up a little bit, blah, 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 whatever. So I pick it up, and I'm pushing it back in the back, because I know I'm about, to get my, just, I'm about to get my ass chewed out. So I'm pushing it back, because the way the shop is, you turn left, and it's got the big building in the back that holds everything. So I'm pushing it back, like it's just, you know, just battered, you know. Park it, walk off. Here comes the salesman. I'm like, oh god, and he was a tool bag anyway. So he sits there, he comes up, he's like, he's looking at the bikes, like, oh, I'm gonna have to change the cases on it, and I gotta put whole new fairings on it, and all this other stuff. I looked at him, I was like, it didn't even scratch the cases. Why don't you shut your mouth and go back in there and try to sell something? Cause you ain't sold shit in a week. He looked at me, oh my god, I thought we were about to get a fist fight. It was great, but anyway, yeah. So that was my big embarrassment because I did it in front of everybody. There was like 70 people that watched. And these right. are these are on the job. Oh, this I was on the clock. Oh yeah, I was on the clock. Yeah, I got one for that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's hear it. All right, this is uh, one of the reasons why I can't ride scooters. Oh, oh, this is gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. scooters. Yeah, no, really, like I will always get someone else to test drive a scooter for me. <laughs> it didn't involve the rear brake. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. So 
uh, working at a non-disclosed dealership one time. Um, there are no other dealers <laughs> in the uh, in the service department. You, when you finish the bike, you had to um, pull it out and kind of when you go out the door, you had to ride down a little uh, a little ramp, and then that went onto a street. Um, after you went through some gates and you turn left and you go up into a neighborhood, go around the block and then come back down the hill and back into the gate up the ramp uh, after your test drive. Very complicated. It is very, it's extremely complicated. You don't even know. Anywho, so I'm on this scooter and it's not even a big scooter. It's like a, uh, oh. it's like an Elite 50, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. no. that's not even a, like, well, I can't even say cool scooter, but that's not even like. It wasn't a cool scooter. No, it's a Lee 50. It's, it was small. And so I, I forgot what I think I put like tires and clean the car on or something and took it up the street and I was coming back down the hill, going to make the right. And this was on a Saturday, like right before closing time. Oh, it's always bad. Oh, I mean, like this was the last thing I was doing for the week. <laughs> so I'm flying down, I'm all ready to get, uh, you know, ready to put it up, clock out, go home. And I lean it in and I got a foot out and I was going to fly into the fly through the fence and up, you know, up the door and go right back in. Well, as I'm coming in, I, I mean, I'm leaned over and I grab the back brake and nothing happens. And I'm like, oh shit, so I got too much front brake. <laughs> oh no. Oh, dude, that scooter came around and just went shh. And I slid, I slid for a good like eight or nine feet on the concrete. Oh <laughs> yeah. And like, in like a, you know, a short shorts, shirt. Shorts, a dicky shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get all, and get all skinned up. But the guy that saw me do the entire thing was actually uh, my partner now was Chris. We were working together. Oh, no. right? He was having a bad day. He was at his motorcycle and he was about to get on the motorcycle and go home. And he saw me come down the hill and he saw me wreck and slide down the <laughs> And he didn't come over and say, are you okay or anything? He just walks over and goes, yes! <laughs> yes! Somebody did something right worse than me. He's doing that as I'm picking the scooter up. And I'm like, like, like looking around, see who saw me, and look up. My boss is looking at me. Oh, no. And he's going, yes, I know that face. <laughs> and he turns around. He turns around and walks off in the other direction. I run in there and put it on my lift and clocked out and went home. <laughs> like, I just dealt with it on Monday. My story wasn't anywhere near as bad. No. Oh, my, I was well, skinned up. Like, I was skinned up. I didn't up. hit the ground at least. My scooters and my scooter stories involve way too much games. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, we're getting a little long here, and are we? Uh, yeah, Damn we're, it. We're, we're a little over an hour now. Yeah, we're out. So on that note, we're gonna cut this one here. Um, too much fun to be had. Yeah, there's more fun, but uh, I still have an hour drive back. You do have an hour. Yes. So on that note, thank you for joining us, everyone. Thank it's you so much. Fun episode. Um, we will be back next week. Uh, I'm going to have one of our listeners on the yes, show. Yes, we have one of the original uh, listeners. Yes, one of the original, one of the longtime supporters. So he'll be on the show. We're going to talk a little bit with him about what he's done, what he rides, who he is, um, and more important, why he listens to us. Yeah, why he puts up with us. That's right. Bizarre. But uh, before we leave, I'd really like to say thank you to Nashville ATV Repair. Yes, thank you. You so can much. find us right here at where? Uh, Nashville ATV Repair on Charlesdale Drive. What's the address? 3639 Charlesdale Drive. And what's the phone number? I have a phone number. If you look it up. <laughs> what's the website? Uh, NashvilleATVRepair.com. Yes, you can also find them on Instagram and, and, and Facebook. Repair. And Facebook. Yep. So if you, you can also call, call us. Just look them up on the, <laughs> on the, fa- on the phone <laughs> number you can get off the website and the Facebook page. That's right. That's right. At Nashville uh, ATV Repair. That's right. So big <laughs> thank you to them for letting us record in their shop once again with this guy. Uh, joining us again tonight was... Landon!
From Monster. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he can say his own name. Blended. There you go. Well, well <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Um, and again, join them uh, for some of the uh, dual sport rides you can find their adventures on. Tennessee Dual Sport Adventure, Facebook, uh, Instagram, we're all over the place. Yeah, dot dual, com, yeah. Dualsporters.com. Dualsporters.com. Not Wikipedia. <laughs> Not Wikipedia. No. Not yet. That's, that's only a matter of time. That's terrifying, right. actually. And, of course, you can always join us. We have our website back up and running again, wingmanspire.com. It is easier to use, easier to look at, um, and it's easier to buy our shirts from. Yes. Uh, which we haven't talked about at all. Well, so, we're wearing them. You can buy them. Yeah. So we they need- are there. Um, There's going to be a special going on here in a little bit. I'll post the information up there. Basically, yeah. it's buy two, get one free. Free shipping with that, too. So um, expect to see that here soon. Uh, again, if you have any questions, comments, if you've been watching this whole time, uh, after we've gone off the live, uh, you can still comment and ask questions. We will answer them. Uh, if you have any questions, give us a call. 2625-GO-RIDE. Or find us right here on Facebook, Instagram, and the other social medias. That all the social medias. All of them. So until then, I'm Chris Wingman. Daniel the Track Rat. We'll ride. Brendan Bryan. And we're saying... Goodbye. Good night. Go ride. Go ride.